Ladies and gentlemen, fine listeners, welcome to another exciting episode of Two Shot Tuesday with you, your guides, Barry T. Nixon, Jason Riley, here to take you through the world of all things experiential. And we hope to tickle your eardrums, don't we, Barry? <laughs> well, yes. I guess we do. Uh, tickling one's eardrums. That's a that's a wonderful image, Jay. I just picture one of those like giant novelty feathers like you would see in like, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, we are excited because, Barry, what are we talking about for for segment one when we get to it? Uh, well, oh, segment one, we're going to be talking about the Leafs doing something they haven't done in 19 years, Jay, and that is of advance to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Wow. 2004 I... was the last time this team made it to the second round. They also spent 10 years of not making the postseason at all. Yeah. That's all history. And tonight, listeners, you will have already seen it, but tonight... As we record this, game one of round two, Leafs and the Florida Panthers getting underway at seven o'clock. Great. Well, you know what? I've got some sports stuff I want to interject into this discussion. Yes. So let's do a shot. Let's come yep. right back and let's talk about the Leafs and more broadly, sports. <laughs> this is amazing. Listeners, I've never seen Jason excited. In fact, rooting for some sports talk and you're going to get it. Just sports. a second. Okay, the first shot of the evening brought to you by Glendalock. Jay, what have you got? I've got, and I just picked it up on the weekend, Aldo and I went out for dinner. We went to a large LCBO, closed. The LCBO at the Manulife Center is no more, and it was gigantic. Wow. Yeah, so in need of whiskey, uh, I we stopped at the only other one I knew of. It's that tiny one right next to the Bloor subway station in the basement of the old, where the bay was. And uh, their, yeah. Yeah, their whiskey selection... Also tiny, disgustingly tiny, but they had a classic on hand, classic Jameson. So I got that. Thank goodness. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Good stuff. Nice yeah. and tight. Nice and tight. This is uh, nice and tight. Like a got, snare got, drum. All right. Let's talk sports. Let's talk leaps. <laughs> what what's happening here? Just, I've, I, I've I, never I, heard you say this. For listeners, Jason has never once uttered in his life, let's talk sports without being a hundred percent sarcastic. There's a bit of sarcasm, yeah. but not much. I feel like this is a true thing. You want to talk about it, so let's get into it. And I did watch, let me tell you, I did watch again, true to form, as I do, the last minute of the game and all of the short overtime of the last game. So Aldo oh. and I are up to speed on what happened. We know the excitement. So, But let yeah. me hear it from a real fan's perspective. Whew. Well, let's just say, again, as I mentioned earlier, 2004 was the last time we found ourselves here. So it's been quite a long time. The city went nuts after uh, eliminating Tampa, who were, you know, they were cup champions. You know, the last couple of years, uh, they've at least been to the final and they've also won two in a row. Really? So this was no, yeah, this was no pushover club mm. to get past. So now that they've, you know, done that, they've cast off the demons of failure. The sky's truly the limit now. Florida Panthers are up next. They're coming in hot, though. They were down 3-1 to the Bruins in their first round series and they won all the remaining games to oust the Bruins, who were the best team in the league. And the Bruins were your go-to team for a while. And then well, now they, the they, Leafs are back. They they kind of rode, if you want to imagine a motorcycle, you'd have the Bruins in the sidecar. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. There, but but, but not, not there. Here's what I heard today. Um, I want your take on this with the Panthers. So I heard that for their home games, for the first 24 hours, 
they are restricting ticket sales to only people with a U.S. address. Have you heard that's that? Exactly, that's exactly correct. Now, that has lifted now as we record this, but you're absolutely right. They did that in an effort to give their residents and fans first crack. So that is, they're not doing it anymore? No, it's been lifted. It was only Good. a 24-hour period because they wanted their oh. quote-unquote fans to get in there first. And I can I kind of understand it. Well, but unless you're a Toronto person living in Florida without a, you know, where your address, like if you're a, a snowbird that hasn't come back, you know, you're living there. Well, it was only 24 hours. You can get well, after I, it now. Now you're, everything's open. Yeah. Now. now you sound like the politician. <laughs> well, you got to remember, we only did it for 24 hours. I, I'm so, they obviously didn't sell the place out. So there's not enough. We know this. There are not enough natural Florida people that are going to come to a hockey game. Like it's still going to be overwhelmingly Leafs fans, just like at Tampa Bay. I think so. Yeah. I think so. The so difference with the Tampa Bay example is that that team has actually won Stanley Cups in, in the mm. very recent past, whereas the right. Florida Panthers, in their very first season, they went to the final. They've not been back since, and that was some 20-odd years ago. And I have this to ask you about, and I want your take on this. This is I want your hot take. In the <laughs> 90s, okay, bring players, yeah, players got in a lot of trouble. They would do interviews. They'd get heated. They'd trash talk. There'd be issues. It was also the rise of like ESPN got multiple channels. TSN gets multiple channels. So it's the rise of we need content. So we're going to interview more and more of these sports figures. And what's happening was they started getting media trained to not say anything. So they'd be like, well, so how did the game go? Well, we played really hard. It's not what we wanted. We want more. And what I've noticed, Barry, is over the last probably 15 years, mm -hmm. the quality of the interview you get out of a, an athlete is... Like they don't know what the heck, because they can't say anything. They put no effort in. Like, why do we even interview these people? Don't let them talk. Get a real spokesperson for the team. Let's not talk to athletes. Over to you, Barry Tenix, and hot take. I don't disagree. Oh, okay. uh, watching interviews with athletes is boring. It's uh, They you know, are trained to say the same thing. Yeah, we got to put the puck in the net more times than they put the puck in our net, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We got to you know, dig in the corners. They use all these you know, tropes Dreadful. that we've heard a million times. But you're right. They can't really be themselves, I don't think, because they're trained no. not to. We used I... to have guys who are a lot more colorful. If you want to talk about sports celebrities who actually do give good interviews, back in baseball times, it was uh, Barry Bonds who was known yeah. for being like very uh, curt with certain questions. He would shut you down, but it was interesting at least to, cause you don't know what he was going to come out with. Um, uh, Dennis Rodman is another example of a guy. Yes, you for just sure. don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. LeBron James, same thing. Although he, you know, he's the modern example, but he doesn't do anything. I don't think that's crazy outlandish, but he will at least give you some real um, yeah. answers on occasion. Tom Brady, but, too. If you're the rare person that has this natural charisma, but then is also has to be the, the best at what they do, they're yeah. allowed the, the leeway. Here's what I think happened. And again, I want another hot take on this. Sure. I think the owners have now kind of gotten together because they don't want these breakout stars because they, they become more popular. You got to pay them more. I think they're trying their best they can to kind of create a factory. So you quiet down really? the players, like you just quiet them down so that there's not a superstar that emerges. If you've got the talent, if you've got the super talent, then yeah, it comes out and that's fine. But you, you really have to be a superstar to earn your way. So I think it's almost, it's their way of kind of, no player is bigger than the team and I own the team. That's my thought. That's interesting. I don't know if I have, like I have no evidence to support what you're saying, um, but it, it sounds like it 
sounds plausible. Well, that's good enough for me then. Let's call that 100% fact check. Okay. Let's uh, get on to our second shot, Jay, before we dive into ripped from the headlines, which is, come on, this is one of our new favorite segments. And I yeah. know you got some stuff. I got a couple of things that I'm dying to get your perspective on, quite literally. So let's, let's get after it. Shot number two. Okay, for shot number two, keeping it original with classic Jameson. And I'm keeping it real with Glenda Locke. Cheers, Jay. Cheers. I'm excited that you're excited. So excited about Rip from the Headlines. Now, you thought that I invented the term grab bag. I did. Yeah. Did you think I invented the term ripped from the headlines too? No, Maybe? no, I didn't okay. think that, but I thought grab bag, that sounded like Jason Riley all day long. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks for proving me wrong. Anyway, the first thing ripped from the headline, in fact, this is ripped straight from the elevator news. Jay, you know, this is a very reliable source to get your information. I, I saw this today, uh, heading down to the food court. Check this out. A drone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you drone. with me? Yeah, a drone was able to whisk a donor's lung from one area hospital to another in just 15 minutes versus taking surface roads up to 25 minutes, Jay. Two things here. First, I didn't know you could donate a lung, so that's yeah. news to me. Second thing is, how do you feel about drones whisking organs all around the downtown core? I mean, I, I personally I love it. I think it's a great idea. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't dare disagree with that because it's life-saving is what it is. I'm I'm guessing the donor probably didn't have use for that lung anymore. They I may have expired themselves. Probably. Yeah, probably. So Because I didn't think you could donate a lung. So you're saving a net of 10 minutes by In this example, it. you saved 10 minutes, Jay. Who had to make that decision that we want to we need to save this 10 minutes because that was probably a 2 or 3 minute decision like because normally you just go throw it in a cab or put it in an ambulance. So, so you took time to save the 10 minutes. Because like, that's risky. Because what if the drone dropped the lung? Then Oh, it's a drone. They're so reliable, Jay. There's okay. no way it would, it would release its its payload before reaching its destination. <laughs> Where was this? Yeah, right here in downtown Toronto. What? It was in Toronto? Area hospitals. It was in Toronto. I'm imagining like one of those claws, you know, that when you pick it picks up toys from the amusement park when you put a quarter in, like it's carrying. You also it see in a those claw. at uh, at wrecking yards where they're moving yeah. cars to move yes. the crusher. Is that, I wonder if it yeah. was like that, and it was just carrying along in a box, but like that, uh, probably not. It was probably well sealed. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been loose. One would think. <laughs> no, <not loose. laughs> imagine that a loose lung <laughs> zipping overhead. Holy shit! The point is, you can now do this, Jay. What do you think? I think to save ten minutes. A drone would be a is a great option. And yeah, I think so too. It would be more impressive if it saved more than 10 minutes. Like if it was like a 15 True. minute versus three hour <laughs> thing. But the, yeah. 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 The timing doesn't exactly blow your hair back. But the point is, this is this is happening. This is possible. And it's happening right here in downtown Toronto, Jay. So next time you look up and you see a drone, it could very well be carrying a life-saving organ donation. Wow. I don't think I've seen a drone. Like I've looked up and I've never... Have you seen one? Oh, Yeah. You've seen drones yeah. flying around? Like absolutely in the condos here? Yes. Really? People like to bring them out to the uh, shared park here. You know, we sit yeah. right uh, looking out onto June uh, Caldwell Park and mm -hmm. people will come in the summer and fly their drones. Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. I've never seen one really doing a chore. Like that's I've seen That I've not seen. Yeah. I've never seen a, a drone with a job. Never seen that. Just no. strictly for fun. I've seen the little robots running around on the streets. Have you seen that where they I guess take food back and forth once in a while I'll see that. 
I've not seen that. They got little happy face things, and one was pink. I saw, and it was carrying food, and it was just it was really? just driving down the street. But it's not. You wouldn't put a lung in that because it was going pretty slow. <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting. I, I've not even yeah. seen that. I got to start hanging out in your neighborhood more. This was in the old neighborhood in the East End. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, they haven't come west yet. I guess. Huh. Yeah. Well, it feels like another city. It Even really the robots does. have a hard time making that switch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That, All right. What what else have you got from Rip from the Headlines, Jay? That I, was my nugget. I've got one too, and it's also tied around tech, interestingly enough. So I'll cool. just read this one. This is I got this from uh, my morning brew. It's a newsletter yes. that I subscribe to. I'm familiar. Um, yeah, it says, uh, the course of tech leaders calling for a moratorium on AI development. You've heard about this? Elon Musk yeah. and some others mm -hmm. are saying, hey, pause on AI. Yeah. So yeah. they Pump just the pedal. Yeah, yeah. So it says here they just gained one of their most commanding voices of the sector, Jeffrey Hinton. He is a trailblazing creator of deep learning techniques that underpin ChatGPT. So he's kind of the godfather of ChatGPT and other AI systems. So yesterday he announced that he had left Google after 10 years so that he could be able to speak freely about the dangers of AI without impacting the company. What do you think of that? Yeah, I read this story. It was in the BBC. Now, the guy is also 75. He did say, it's time for me to retire. He wasn't saying he oh. wanted to just step away because he's freaked out about AI. He is freaked out, but he's also 75 years old. Sometimes when you get older, you get freaked out about things that wouldn't uh, freak you out when you're younger. There you go. Yeah. So, so maybe there's a bit of that. I'm not trying to discredit <laughs> what he's no. saying, though, because it is frightening how quickly this thing is evolving. And it hasn't even really been connected to the live Internet yet. Like ChatGPT is yeah. connected to the, to the Internet of 2021 currently. Yeah. You told me that. I didn't know yeah. that till you told me. I've been yeah. enjoying ChatGPT, I have to me tell you. Me too. It is damn fun. And can I tell you, so this one thing that blew me away, I was listening to a podcast this morning. I listen to it all the time. It's called Akimbo with Seth Godin. It's a marketing podcast. He's like a marketing expert guy. Yeah. And so he did an episode, and it was one I didn't enjoy so much, where he just said, I'm going to read questions to ChatGPT, and I'll read you the answers back. And at one point, because I listen to podcasts when I'm working out, I actually yeah. said out loud, I go, oh, this is boring. I don't want to listen to a podcast of you reading ChatGPT. And then at the end, it blew me away because he said, he goes, not only is this ChatGPT, but the voice you're hearing is an AI generated voice of me. The only live speech I said was the very first line of this podcast. So the Holy entire shit. podcast where I'm going, oh my God, it's boring listening to you read ChatGPT. An AI of his voice was reading ChatGPT. I had no idea. So this is a separate AI working with ChatGPT. They've already started to gang up, Jay. They're ganging up. Yeah, they're coming together. You know what's scary? There's enough recordings of your voice and mine out on the internet now. We could easily have our voices hijacked and you could, you know, Aldo could get a call from who he thinks is you saying, I'm in trouble, send me money to this place or whatever. That's this, what I do. <laughs> it always happens. No, but this, yeah. is, this, is, this is going to be a thing. You know, like some mother is going to get a phone call from their daughter who's on vacation and it's not really her. She's saying, send money. I'm in trouble, blah, blah, blah. Please help me. This is going yeah. to happen. You yeah. just scared me even Pretty more. Wild. And you're probably going to scare wild. this George guy even more now. Jeffrey, well, Jeffrey Hinton. Linda and I were talking about this and she's the one who said, hey, you might get a phone call because she as well has appeared on many podcasts. Her voice is out there on the Internet. She's like, you could get very well a phone call from me saying I'm in trouble. I need this or that. Wow, you need a, a code word. Yeah, we yeah. have to come up with a safe word. A safe word. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like right. they do in other industries. <laughs> and, and not podcasting thing. Yikes. Anyway, so that is that is exciting, but also scary. It's equal parts. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's 
uh, mellow things out a little bit and talk about what's happening in Hollywood right now with the writer strike. Yeah, I figured you'd want to dive into this a little bit. This is the first one in 15 years. Of course, it's over higher wages and a larger share of profits from streaming. It all kind of makes sense. The first shows to be affected, of course, late night television. Late night, Saturday Night Live, and they said soap operas for if anybody watches soap operas anymore. Yeah, so they're going to be the first victims. Yeah. One of the things that I found interesting, one of the stumbling blocks here is, I guess the powers that be are trying to reduce writers and they're trying to force them into what they're calling the gig economy. So they're going to make mm. writing a freelance position only. You won't, it will no longer be salaried. So that's one of the major stumbling blocks. I wanted to get your take on this as a guy who is in the creative arts and more or less a freelancer in your own right. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's exactly what you are as an actor. You're always going from job to job. Yeah, it's and the gig economy. For it. Yeah, and so would there be an expectation that if you were a writer on a successful show, you know, I heard some of the issues they had already was, you know, shows used to be 20 episodes. Now they're eight to 10 episodes. So that already cuts them down. But you get more opportunities because there's way more shows coming out. So, yes. you know, should you get comfortable? It's kind of like nobody can really get comfortable anymore. I know that, you know, the, the jobs where you can get comfortable and kind of hide away in a corner are disappearing and quick, um, quick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, we were talking about chat GPT, like that's the kind of thing where writers could use that to help give them ideas. Like they don't even have to come up with these ideas anymore. A studio exec could say, give me 10 great episodes for a show about two guys with a podcast, drinking whiskey and you're having a great time, top of the world and chat GPT will spit out 10 ideas for you. And then mm -hmm. you could you know, hand it to a decent writer to, to craft something. So as times change, you know, yeah. kind of what I hear about GPT is it's, it's taking the mediocrity out of things, stuff like that, where, you know, and everybody's got to be just leveling up their game. If you want to be, if you want to break through. So that's a long winded yeah. way of saying, I just think that's where it's, it's headed. Maybe permanent writers rooms are going to go away. And, and instead it'll be a writer with chat GPT throwing ideas out and getting things in return. It's not everything's going to be gold, but like you said, it's a jumping off point at the very least. And it might yeah. actually help to finish something. You need an ending. Oh, I'm stuck. What are we going to do yeah. here? We feed it to chat to chat GPT and see what they can come up with. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. But I think you're the overarching point of these last two uh, <clears throat> stories that we touched on is you got to learn to work with this AI that's, yeah. that's with us. For sure. Don't resist and you got to work with it. You got to look at it as a personal assistant to do yeah. things like composing emails for you. You know, the simple things that can, t that are time consuming that you can offload to chat GPT. Yeah. And in that way, it's not as scary to think of it as a digital assistant versus something that's going to replace you. It's not going to, it's not going to replace human beings. No, I don't exactly. think. Yeah. It'll just replace some of the repetitive kind of mundane jobs that we do. And those yeah. jobs are leveling up too. Like there's, you know, there's the really mundane jobs have already been replaced. Yeah. Um, and employers putting... are looking for people who have experience using this tool. They're already in LinkedIn ads right now. Yes. Have perfect. experience with using ChatGPT or some other type of AI. Yeah. So this is, this is here. It's here to stay. Okay. Well, it won't, it won't take our jobs. Uh, I don't, not, well, not you and me, not not Two Shot Tuesday. I mean, it won't take our job I on Two Shot not. Tuesday. We don't want to be chatting with Chat, Chat GPT unless they're really funny. Well, and, and if they could sound like us, imagine that. I mean, that's the thing. There's enough of our voice out there with over 100 episodes out there in the ether. Who, Who knows? knows? But it's exciting. I think this is a great place to say thank you, listeners, for being with us. This one uh, was interesting. This was, uh, it had some highs, had some lows, had some terror, but also yeah. 
you know, uh, some sun at the other end, some sports. And Jay, I'm very happy that you dove into that tonight. So that was uncomfortable, but I did it. You did it. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Two Shot Tuesday. The show is produced by Barry and I and edited by me. If you have yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new audiences to find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Shot Tuesday and on Twitter at Two Shot Tuesday Podcast. Stop by, give us a follow, leave us a comment, and share your favorite episodes. If you have a question you'd like featured on the show, you can send us a text at 647-486-4848. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.